Hello, listeners. <gasps> She's oh. back. <laughs> Welcome to Vicious Cycle, the comedy podcast about periods. I'm your friend from abroad, in that case. <laughs> She's your friend who just got back from Europe and won't shut up about it. Can't hey. stop saying mobile. I really need an espresso machine. <laughs> mobile. <laughs> I'm Kate Elston. And I'm Meg Trowbridge. Did you almost say Meg? Uh, always. I, in my it's head. It's weird now. I imagined that you would say Yeah, I, I really did it. too. Because it happened so organically before, I'm very, I worry about my <laughs> and, state of mind. And we famously did amazing impressions of Meg Hayes yeah. while she was. Sometimes I, I really wonder. did think that Meg was me for a second. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? Did, did, was I on the together? There? Voice? <laughs> I was like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Good times. Welcome back. Thank you. to have Happy you. Happy to be back. Yay. Any um, news from bleeding through Europe? I mean, Europe? Oh, you, you know. Did bleed in Europe. As you all know, I did some investigative reporting while abroad. Yes. I did a video of... Italian menstrual products mm. and German menstrual products. If you haven't seen it, check out our Instagram, guys. Um, Germany's really killing the game. I mm. mean, they have like literally every option. They also have vibrators in their like CVSs. Incredible. Oh, I love it. It just makes sense. How crazy. I, yeah. wish, I wish I could exclaim in German right now. I know. Like, They're good. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Thank you. Meg has German coworkers. Oh, I hate to rub it in. <laughs> um, I did. So, yes, I bled while in Europe. I mean, look, a lot of things. About, I had some high highs and some low lows. Yeah, had some, yeah, it was quite a trip. I had some COVID. I was in a car accident. Oh, oh yeah. I was. The high highs were. I was in Europe for a month, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, I was so sure that I was not going to get it in my period in Europe. I had like somehow perfectly planned it yeah. where I was like just at the tail end mm-hmm. when I started. But of course, then I extended my trip. Oh, so let's see. My period started four days late, which has not happened Mm -hmm. in my memory. Mm -hmm. So that could be like a COVID response, perhaps. I know we've only heard of COVID like coming early. Yeah. Yeah. But that could have been something. Whatever. Yeah. Um, I brought a couple of period undies. Which like, okay, I came Talk up about with, it. I came up with this analogy while abroad. Period underwear are like Teslas. Like the infrastructure isn't <laughs> made yet for them. So mm. like, while mm. going abroad in hotels, they don't all have laundry service. Right. So right. I literally like rinsed out mm. my period undies <clears throat> in Ireland because it came like right at the tail end of my. Mm-hmm. Um, my journey and I used a hairdryer mm. upwards of 30 minutes. The hairdryer <laughs> stopped working. I had to give the hairdryer a break because uh. I was going at the boxers with those yeah. things. Yeah. Um, and you know period undies are absorbent. Yeah. They yes. hold on to a lot of liquid. So I did do a couple of tampon days. I'm trying to think of when I actually started it. It must have been in Italia, wow. I believe. Wow. Insufferable. <laughs> <laughs> it was Venezia. <laughs> Venezia. Fiorence. I think it was in potentially in Florence. Mm-hmm. I was standing at the base of Vesuvio outside of Pompeii. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, 
Not too shabby. Not too shabby. Great. Great. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. I did leave my mark in Dublin. I laid a towel down because sometimes you just want to be naked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. You just, it's a, after a shower. Labes out, bitch. I yeah. love it. So yes. I was like laying on the bed, laying on the towel, on the phone, a beautiful little, <laughs> a beautiful little perfect red splotch on the towel and a teeny, teeny, tiny little dot <laughs> teeny, tiny. on the sheet. On the sheet. Perfect. Could and have been just, anything. A little flea bite. Mm-hmm. I just thought like what the <laughs> what the like domestic workers must think when they just come into your hotel room and they're like, oh. what is this blood? <laughs> blood no, they, they're, would, they're probably grateful it is menstrual blood okay. as opposed to uh, the murder blood. <laughs> and also, how much time do you think they're in? Spe- I think they probably don't even look. They're just like strip, strip, yeah, yeah, yeah. throw in the yeah, bag. Yeah, this right. is why people yeah. we should definitely everyone tip. Your, yes, your cleaners. <gasps> it's a class act. It? Yes. I know. I leave leave some cash that. on the. I know it's like hard because people don't. I don't Who usually cash re- really have cash. Yeah, but leave some leave some cash on the nightstand. So uh, really enjoyed my trip. Missed you guys a lot. Yeah, we missed you. It's weird. It's weird to record without you. Yeah, mm. yeah. You're like this is dumb. It's not the same. We could have. We could have figured it but out. Who, it would have been like who, a five a.m. But who call. forgot their microphone? <laughs> Or who? Oh, today or on my trip? <laughs> Both. Because <laughs> I didn't want to like have shitty audio, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you're abroad, and then the white, the wifi is bad, and blah blah the blah. Wifi. Oh, wifi. Yeah. The wifi. Yeah. So I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad you're back. Me yeah. too. I left some vicious cycle stickers in Germany and Ooh. the Florence Airport. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Hey, if you're listening, if you hey, find welcome. It, you yeah. win something. Buena sera. Great. So, uh, guys, today we're going to do some awesome bleed search. Oh, bleed search, baby. We know nothing. We know. I, I feel like yeah. I know the littlest I've ever known going into one of these. Ooh. I feel like I understand it in its generality. That's that's the motto of, of our podcast. Yeah. I understand this in the general. That tracks. Yep. That tracks. Yep. Um, welcome to Vicious Cycle. We understand this in the gen- generality. <laughs> um, okay, so listeners, we're talking about tubal ligation. Now, this is something we have wanted to do bleed search on ever since uh, I called it tubal litigation. Yeah. Um, famously back in like season two. Um, there is some litigation in this bleed search. There's also a song. There's truly miracles I'm going to talk about. There's a bingo game. There's (sighs) so much messy baggage historically and societally about this procedure. There's so much. I'm so excited. There's shitty doctors. This has got, we got everything. Um, So, tubal ligation. Let's get into it. What is it? It's, you know, other people might call it getting your tubes tied. Mm -hmm. Um, Getting snipped, maybe. Okay. Um, <laughs> also called female sterilization. Mm-hmm. It is surgical procedure to prevent pregnancy. Snip, snap, snip. Um, <laughs> ligation means to tie off. That's okay. what ligation means. So there are a few different kinds of tubal sterilization procedures. There's tubal ligation, which permanently closes, cuts, or removes pieces of your fallopian oh. tubes. So this can mean they're, that your tubes are cut and tied with a special thread. Okay. A little bow, I imagine. Yeah, okay. that's how, what I like to picture. Um, closed or closed with bands or clips. 
Wow. Or cauterized, which means they're like sealed shut oh, with yeah, an electric with heat, current. Yeah. yeah. Um, and oh. then there's also bilateral salpingectomy, which people call bisalp, which means removing your fallopian tubes entirely. Wow. So we'll talk about both as we go. Um, there's also one that, um, a procedure that isn't done anymore. It might be done in other parts of the world, but in the US, they don't do it anymore. It was called Escher sterilization, where they would put a tiny, teeny, tiny coil <laughs> in your tube to block them oh which just seems like unnecessary yeah, like yeah. If you're gonna go through all that trouble just like snip snap no. i guess it's maybe it was more reversible than okay. other ones you can yeah but i don't know why they don't do it anymore but it's no longer available in the u.s mm. um if you are happen to be a person with fallopian tubes who has been curious about this procedure in the last couple months you're not alone mm. in the u.s there was a huge spike in google searches for tubal ligation on may 3rd and June 24th. Oh, weird. Can we deduce oh. why those days in particular? Okay, those two days, was it? Um, They're Taco Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> um, did a sports team lose the big game <laughs> those days? Did men disappoint us greatly on those days? So, oh, because oh, uh, so May 3rd. Supreme Court. Uh, draft leak. The draft, draft leak, leak was the third, and then the decision was June twenty fourth. Wow! So, um, if you look on Google Trends, you can like type in like you know tubal ligation, and it's like spike. I'm so excited for when all of these Republican men are like, the birth rate's really plummeting. We really need to do something about. Really worried about this. Um. There was a similar spike uh, for the term getting your tubes tied and vasectomy. So people uh-huh. were just figuring out, okay, if like abortion is like in the future off the table, what are our options? So that's interesting. Um, let's talk numbers. 700,000 people a year get their tubes tied. Wow, wow. that's quite a lot. It's actually the most common form of birth control. What? In the U.S. Uh, wow. By women. So... Yeah, by people who get Wait, their periods, it's the most common. more common than the pill? Yes. So according to the CDC research, wow. um, the most common contraceptive methods currently used were female sterilization at 18% and oral contraceptive pills at 14%. What? Yes. And that's non-reversible. So people are like, peace. It's, yeah. it's dern. It, so it can be maybe reversible. We can talk mm. about that. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so in 2015, the UN estimated that about twice as many women compared to men had been sterilized in huh. the US. <gasps> ha. Ha. Fallen on women. All yep. of our decisions. It always Once is. Once again. Yep. Vasectomy. It's funny that like, because vasectomies, as we've talked about on the podcast a little bit before, are a little bit safer they're way less invasive and they're according to yeah they're reversible more reversible i think and they're more cost effective usually than tubal ligation but again here we are doing the work um so let's talk about what this procedure is and what it does um tubal ligation prevents an egg from getting from the ovary to the fallopian tube and you know blocks sperm from getting to the egg um, so the procedure doesn't affect your menstrual cycle, which is interesting oh. right. um, because you still have your ovaries. Yeah. Um, right. It is considered permanent birth control, although you would still need to wear condoms for STIs. Sure. Right. Um, so, yeah. Um, the procedure is laparoscopic, um, which means it's that thing where they like go in through your belly button. Yeah. And they choppy, choppy, chop. It's how I got my appendix out. Yeah. Um, my sister recently just had her cyst 
assist removed. Mm-hmm. Same thing. It's how we've heard some hysterectomies are done yeah. laparoscopically. Mm-hmm. It's how Gerhardt was removed from me. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the recovery, people say, and I can attest to, and maybe you can as someone who's had laparoscopic, it's pretty easy and quick recovery. Um, it's mostly just pain left over from like the surgery itself. Yeah. Like the the the, the the gas in the you gas in your sucks. stomach oh. that then affects your shoulder. Whatever. Yes. But people who've had it say that like it's really it's quite simple and it's worth I it's mean, worth it. Probably less intense than childbirth. Yeah. I yeah. would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of childbirth, people often tend to get their tubes tied in the hospital as soon as they've had given mm. birth because right. you're there. It doesn't involve a whole other trip to the hospital. Yeah. It's like while you're there, let's do this. You're already gonna be recovering exactly. from exactly. labor. So the benefits of sterilization include not taking daily pills if that's how you yeah. are sometimes taking contraception or dealing with contraception um not receiving hormone shots not mm. having foreign things in your uterus or your vagina um not needing to negotiate safe sex with partners you yeah. know i mean again still wear condoms yeah but like if you're in a committed relationship you don't have to go like do the math on mm. whatever on if you've taken a pill or when are you ovulating um another benefit um getting your tubes I don't know if it's fully removed or just snipped, like like cauterized or whatever, but um, tubal ligation can decrease risk of ovarian cancer. Oh, really? really? So that's a plus, and okay. it's a reason to consider, Yeah. Um, especially if it runs in your fam. Mm. Um, also, people that I've read about talk about their sex life just being way better because you're not mm. worried. Yeah. Uh, if, oh, yeah. If, if getting pregnant is something that keeps you up at night and bothers you, um, you Especially know, if you a, do, do do not, not want, ever yes. want to this be is, pregnant, yes, because it is permanent. Yes. Yeah, permanent, permanent. Um, and if it, if if you know, you, if for the rest of your reproductive life, you're going to be scared about getting pregnant, then this might be the yeah. procedure for you. Um, effectiveness. Um, I've seen a couple of numbers here and there, but fewer than one in a hundred between one in a hundred and one in two hundred people will get pregnant after having their tubes tied. So it's Whoa. pretty efficient. Okay, um, it is. Obviously, you have to like time it right, but this is something you would talk with to your doctor. Like, you would have to make sure you haven't yet ovulated and gotten pregnant. Oh, yes, I so, see like, that. you know, right? Yeah. Got but it, got it. it's like pretty, pretty effective, from what I understood. But then I did find a study, a recent oh. study from UCSF, um, that has determined that IUDs work at least as well as tubal wow. ligation, which is kind of contrary to what a lot of people thought. A lot right. of people thought like getting your tubes tied is the most 100% but um, uh, I'm quoting the study now um, since IUDs provide at least the same protection from unintended pregnancy as surgical procedures patients should be encouraged to try an IUD before Mm. going to the operating room for a permanent procedure now again that's up to you like if you know you don't want kids and you're done or you're done having kids Mm -hmm. Or you've had the IUD, like whatever. Yeah. Like do what's right for you. But it is an interesting thing if you're like, you know. I guess whatever. as a doctor, one is less invasive than the other, right? IUD yeah. is, it's not surgery. Well, we're, we're going to get to like why doctors are My, kind of bitches about, oh, yeah, about yeah. it. When you I said there's guess. bad doctor stories, I'm like, I have a feeling it's them saying, are you sure you want to do this? Exactly. Young ma'am. Young ma'am. <laughs> Young ma'am. So the bicep, the bilateral salpingectomy, which means removing your tubes entirely, people say that's the truly best and only way to prevent pregnancies. Like, because your tubes are gone, right? Yeah. They're gone. Okay, so let's talk about the science here. 
Without the tubes, there's no slip and slides for the eggs yeah. to go down. So you still have the. Thank eggs. you for getting scientific. So, so, so the state, the, the backstage of the of the yeah. theater, yes. yes, where the yes. eggs yes. are in waiting. Yes, they exit, but uh, the the play is not on. There's no. There's no curtain for them to walk through. Sure. There, you know, there's right. no, en- the entrance, I don't know what, what this so is. The, the, there's a bunch be... of sandbags between them and the stage yeah. and it's just, so they then, can't go on. So then that means you wouldn't get a period if you, no, you still have get a, both of your. You still get a period because your, your uterus you're, is still. You're still ovulating. Yeah, you're still ovulating and your still uterus ovulating. doesn't know that the sandbags are there. So the yeah. uterus is, is bringing in the audience. Which is okay. your endometrial no tissue. Yeah. This is so, so deranged. <laughs> but no eggs are dropping. No eggs are dropping. No eggs well, are getting no to eggs the are uterus. Getting to the uterus. No eggs are However, getting to the uterus. However, okay. oh except in the case of one <laughs> Chicago woman. Oh. Um, this is Bonazas. So this is so rare. But there was a woman who um, like got her, tu- got her tubes totally removed mm-hmm. after having like three Bicel. kids about a bicep. Got them totally removed. Years later... You got pregnant. No. And everyone was just like, WTF? What the hu-? And like, she was like, I swear it wasn't IVF. Like, because right. you know, reporters were like, did you do IVF? Is that how you got? And she's like, no, it was a miracle. They like, f- I think she ended up having to have a C-section. And when they were in there, the doctors were like, yeah, her tubes are gone. Like, I, so it was so... So the the theory is so uh, an article theorized because this is ha- this isn't the first time it's happened, but it's so rare that yeah. like this isn't really studied. Like, we will be studying. It. No, yeah. So this so basically the theory is that um a, in the area where the fallopian tube would have connected to the uterus, mm. like so your your tubes are gone. And where the tube connected to the uterus, it might not have completely closed over. Yeah. So in very rare cases, an egg might travel through the space between the ovary and the uterus, which is called transperinatal migration. <laughs> and reach That's the what opening. my grandma did from Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and then the egg will reach that opening just at the right moment. So it's like insanely, insanely That's insane. Rare. Yeah. But it makes me think of, <clears throat> I mean, one, it freaks me out. That there's just an unhealed hole in a uterus, <laughs> meaning that lining has got to be coming out too, you know. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. But it also makes me think of that story Dr. Kate told us. Yes. Yeah. That she said there, there was one fallopian tube. On one side and the ovary on the other side. Mm. And the egg made its way to the fallopian tube on the other yes. side. Life finds a way. Life finds a way, <laughs> Dr. Malcolm. <laughs> um, also the fact that... Um, our dear friend Allison Page said that people with endometriosis sometimes their organs stick together yeah. because the the endometrial tissues just flies around, floating and flying around like yeah. space junk. Boo. So I don't like it again. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't need to hear that. <laughs> so again, the bilateral. I don't need to bird that. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, though, that like getting your tubes totally taken out is like the best, seemingly the best way to f- ensure that you won't get pregnant. And yeah, like consider it if you're even still, wow. despite the one miracle woman in Chicago yes. that we know of. Yes. Seems um, like the most, most effective. So in. OK, so back to just like a regular getting your tubes tied or like, you know, cauterized or, or snipped, not the not the removing of the tubes altogether in the suit again. The, the chance of getting pregnant is really low. But in the case that an egg is fertilized after a tubal ligation, you're, it's a way higher chance of that pregnancy being ectopic. 
So um, just like, that's good to know. Like, yeah. I'm sure your doctor, if you're interested, would tell you that. So like your tubes are tied, but like, let's say an egg does get fertilized. It's, it, it, it's going to be a higher chance of ectopic. Right. Um, there's also, and we talk about side effects, like regret. This is what doctors say all the time mm. that they're so worried that a woman is going to come to regret this decision. Um, and I've seen something from the CDC that said between one and 26% of the millions of women who undergo the procedure do experience regret. Um, and they say this happens among younger people. And that's like, yeah, because they have more years Mm. of, of being of considering considering it. Um, but as we will come to find out, like people who were really gung ho about wanting this procedure know what the fuck they want. And Mm -hmm. so like, listen to women. Yep. Um, but we'll get there. So is it reversible? So it might, it, it can be reversed by another operation. Um, not when you have your tubes totally removed, <laughs> that's you done. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you just had them tied or snipped, um, you can get it reversed. It's, I think that procedure is way more invasive mm-hmm. and only about 50 to 80% of women are be able to come pregnant after having the reversible procedure. So it's not like terrible chances. Yeah. Um, and, and you can always do IVF. You can always mm-hmm. do IVF, exactly. Yeah. Um, and IUI, I suppose. But then they would uh, no. have to go in and like no. get your egg. Like, yeah, it would have to be IVF. No, it yeah. has to be IVF. It has to be IVF. Yeah. yeah. So IVF is still a possibility. Um, I found, I, I was like poking around on YouTube uh, to hear people's stories about their um, tubal ligations. And a lot of people, you know, did the like the vlogging and everything. And there is this family on YouTube and I can't remember their name. But they're one of those families that just puts everything on YouTube. It's like yeah. very high quality. They have like opening sequences where it's like the mom, the dad, the 18-year-old, the 15-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. They, Future TLC show. It's bad. It's really bad. Um, I couldn't stop watching. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, she decided after like her fourth kid that they were going to get her. So she got her tubes tied. But then that baby died. <gasps> that baby had some sort of like leukemia or something and oh. died. So she got her tubes she had it reversed and they had another kid oh Oh my my god um so it can happen and that's something i've heard like so uh, someone i know told me that they had experienced a lot of loss like in their friends so they were waiting for their second kid to like make it to a year or two Mm. years and that's when i think it was the husband that got uh sterilized he had a vasectomy but they Mm. were it's something to consider like yeah this is permanent like if you really you know Whatever. So yeah. like, it's like something to take into consideration about, yeah. you know, things can happen. Anywho. Okay. So you might be wondering how much this costs. How much oh, does yeah. a tubal oh. ligation cost? Because of the Affordable Care Act, a.k.a. Obamacare, mm-hmm. most insurance plans must cover all methods of birth control with no cost to you, including female sterilization procedures. Wow. Strangely, though, the ACA does not stipulate that it has to they have to cover vasectomy vasectomies interesting Um, now some states do say okay all like the progressive states like i think california massachusetts say okay you have to cover vasectomies and most health insurance still do but it's interesting that they made female sterilization like a mandate yes i don't know what that says right there's a lot of like and we're gonna get to there but there's a lot of like icky history with this yeah well and just like we've i mean it's just been on the uterus ever for so long so it's cool that it's covered yes makes it easier to get but again like Mm -hmm. why didn't that couple that had the four kids she'd already had fucking four kids mm -hmm. why didn't the father just get a fucking vasectomy exactly 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 
Um, so let's talk about what happens when you actually want a tubal ligation. What happens in the real world? Cool. Mm. We've talked about it. We know it's, it's covered. It, you know, you know, the ins and outs of it now. Um, what happens when you actually ask for one? Mm. Um, many people actually don't end up going through with it. Um, studies show that around half of people who request a tubal ligation after they give birth don't end up getting them. And so then they obviously run the risk of getting pregnant when they seemingly don't want to. Um, the study said that half the people who don't get that desired sterilization when they asked for it will get pregnant in, in the next year. This happens oh, wow. because, and this is the people that request it as they're in the hospital, right? This happens for a couple of reasons. Maybe there's no room at the hospital. It's an elective surgery. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there's, you know, COVID stopped a lot of these things from happening. Mm-hmm. They didn't want you to be in the hospital longer than you wanted to. There's also the super weird Medicaid provision. Okay, so Medicaid, as we all know, or for our non-American listeners, Medicaid is the low-income health insurance. Um, It's for low-income folks, people with disabilities. Um, It's a public health insurance. Um, Apparently, people on Medicaid have to wait a mandatory 30 days between requesting the ligation and getting the ligation. That's insane. So it makes the logistics of getting it harder. It's like if you scheduled it for your birth, but then you birth early or you birth late, Mm -hmm. that 30 days may have passed, and now you can't get it anymore. That is so shady. So this obviously affects low-income people. So there's this really good NPR article about this. Um, Let me just read from it. The form has to be signed at least 30 days before the surgery is done. Basically what this does, says this one doctor, is create a mandatory 30-day waiting period for people who rely on public funding for their health care. Um, who uh, says this doctor, her name's Sonia Barrero, who notes that the waiting period is not required by private insurance. So it creates a two-tiered system. Right. If a person on Medicaid signs the consent form too late or delivers unexpectedly early or loses the form and it's not on file, then Medicaid won't pay for the operation. Um, her and this doctor's research found that Medicaid-related roadblocks to tubal ligation could prevent uh, so, sorry, she said that taking away those roadblocks to getting tubal ligation could prevent more than 29,000 unintended pregnancies each year. Wow. wow. So you might be like, oh, that sucks. Like, why yeah. are they putting all this burden on poor people? Well, it's interesting because there's a history of forced sterilization in this country, yes. right? Oh, yes, Especially yes, yes. of low-income yes. people. Yeah. Right. So in the 70s, they implemented this 30-day waiting period so that they made sure that people weren't getting coerced into being right. sterilized. So it was like, right. are you sure? Sign this form in 30 days, come back. Cause we were trying to correct a wrong mm-hmm. in wow. this country. But it's Depends still not great. Instead, they're still fucking over right. people. So yeah. like people are like, we get why it was there, but can we fix it still? Yeah. Like, is there something yeah. we can do? Um, so yeah. So that, that's why, so, so because of that, I'm trying to like, like articulate this. Cause I still don't quite haven't formulated this in my head, but from what we know, vasectomies are done more by more e- highly educated men and people mm. with sperm, right? It's like the more educated, higher income folks that get vasectomies, mm. whereas uh, tubal ligations are more re- correlated with public insurance, mm. low ed- like low education, really? low income. Interesting. So it's like maybe it's like this weird like societal history. And like maybe yeah. it's because when you're low income, getting the pill, figuring out an IUD, that's it's just so fucking. It's and a it's lot. expensive. Yeah. And yeah. expensive, and it's. I mean, did I tell you guys I'm not on birth control anymore? Because I'm just oh. fucking over uh, yeah. having to request the pill every three yes. months. It's so yeah, and going through annoying. like, and I'm just like, you know what? Carl and I are like, you know, we're not really like doing it all the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> close your ears, everybody. I mean, yeah. like, we have a child, and so like, and when we do, I'm just counting. Can you say the it days. again, like Billy Zane, yeah. though? I have a 
child. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so like when we do, I'm actually count. I'm actually like now tracking right, on my yeah. like Google Calendar with right. with codes, not with like actual. You know, I don't want NSA them. plug your ears. Yeah, NSA don't listen on. Um, because I'm just I'm just so, so I get like birth control sucks. Yes, and so if you for sure don't want a kid anymore. And this is, and it's covered by your public health insurance. Yeah. Like I get, so there's, so this weird history of like, who is on birth control, who is getting sterilized and it's different for the genders. It's weird and it's interesting. Very, very interesting. It's, I mean, cause I also feel like there's so much about how we communicate to cis men about what it is to be a man. And I think there's Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. you know, anything dealing with your junk, somehow feels like no 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 I have to protect that at all costs right. you know even though it has zero effect and it's a shorter recovery right. period as I so, understand so the people that are getting it are the more educated men yeah. who are okay with that yes yeah who like know that that's bluster and yes. like don't need to prove their masculinity um but like but yeah it's still it's it's I think it's the way we communicate to people and it's very annoying. And this is interesting, too, that some studies suggest that doctors actually are more likely to recommend sterilization to people from marginalized backgrounds. So as we're about to find out, people often get roadblocks from doctors being like, are you sure? Come back when you're older. Like, you know, I don't know. You might change your mind. But according to studies, women of color and people from marginalized backgrounds don't get that as much from doctors because there's, there's an icky wow. like, wow. sure, you great. Let's do it. Um, so, oh, so a, re- a report from the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists said um, these differences raise concerns that women do not have equal access to the full range of reversible methods, and mm-hmm. that low-income women and women of color may be counseled differently about contracept- contraception than white or privately insured women. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where that disparity is coming in. Like, oh, this this brown woman, snip snap, let's do it. Right. Whereas, like white white lady who's twenty, you have so many. Adam. Yeah, we need more being of the a, white people. <laughs> right? Yeah. So that's so that's that. Ugh. Um, Everything in this country is rotten, is, dude. Yeah. yeah. I have a song that addresses that at the end. But I'm glad Great. you're showing the full spectrum because yeah. that's the same. That is also true about the abortion issue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It forces white people to continue to have children, and it also forces poor people to continue to be poor it's like this horrible double-edged sword right right? that like it serves white supremacy like all around yeah right right yeah so now let's talk about what i'm sure a lot of people when they clicked this episode thought this would be about was that when people do request tubal ligations, they're often shut down by their doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors being shitty. So there are, which I just, like, just side note, like I just love that that's what I thought this episode was going to be about. But then there was all whole so backstory about, yeah. about forced sterilization and how, oh, it's just, it's crazy. We And we got a message from someone trying to get a hysterectomy that's not trans mm. and was having that exact issue. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So maybe they'll relate to this. So yeah. there are so many horror stories coming out, especially now, but also for years about doctors denying people with fallopian tubes the procedure to remove their fallopian tubes or at least get them tied. Um, here's a couple of reasons people just from various articles and from, from tweets and Reddit, 
Um, people are often told it's for women in their 30s or 40s. It's not for anyone under that. And it's for people who have had children mm-hmm. and know mm-hmm. what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. People are told, like, you're not married. You might change your mind. You might meet somebody. People oh. are often told also <laughs> that you're married. Like, one woman said that she was married to someone, like, in the army or the military. So he's a risky job. What if he dies? It's like, okay. Oh, right. Um, fuck I've, you. Yeah. I think I read something about that. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. I might lose my oh, husband. Oh, so support and then the troops? troops? Yeah, like, right. Um, other parent. Okay, this is crazy. I re- I, I saw this so one video. So it's like you don't have a husband. You do, do have, have a husband. husband. Oh, and yeah, yeah. it's truly like. <laughs> so one person was told that she, at the age of 28, that she was too young. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm sorry. In like six years, this woman's pregnancy is going to be deemed geriatric. Yes, literally. Yeah. So what? When? When do we yeah, want people yes, to actually have babies? Yes. yes. Or have autonomy. Yeah. <laughs> or have autonomy. Um, people said I read something that someone was looking for eleven years for this procedure, and people kept oh. being shut down. <gasps> and that's Jesus a very common Christ. thing, like continuously asking. Eleven years. Um, one doctor oh. was purportedly told a patient, "quote I can't take the joy of motherhood away from someone." <gasps> one doctor seemed to make it sound like. Uh, that her that her bipolar disorder condition needed to be taken into account before they went ahead with the procedure. What? And someone else said that the doctor would do it because she was mentally ill. Like, so it's like, uh, yeah, because you have a history of mental illness, let's do this. And someone else, th- these are different people, but I'm sure yeah. a mentally ill person would get both sides of this. Like, you can't make the decision until you're better? Cured? <laughs> Question mark? Insane. Um, Can we just have robots as doctors? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. I trust Siri more than a doctor. Oh, oh my God. God. One person said that her request was denied because it was akin to asking her to cut off my foot. What? Um, one young patient said a doctor asked her if they wanted her tubes, if she wanted her tube side because she wanted to become a prostitute. <laughs> um... Now, these are all like, you know, secondhand stories, but I, yeah. be- I believe women. Um, I mean, job, you Kate. guys, I do use my fallopian tubes almost as much as my foot. <laughs> sure. And That's a good point. you really think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um what if your husband dies? Uh, yeah, that's a thing what? people get I asked. Still, well, I, don't, I don't totally yeah. get that. They're like, then you're... Then you'll it's be like lonely you're and you'll want a kid. kid. Like if you'll you marry wanna, someone you, else who wants he a may kid. convince you. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. Yeah. It's my fucking body. Right. I know what I want to do I'm exactly. I'm the one deciding. Oh. Um, and then so mad. there's the classic yeah. horrible anecdote that you hear all the time of people saying that the doctor needs the husband's permission <gasps> for this to happen. Um, and then one woman responding to a Twitter thread, and again, take this with a grain of salt, but she said that... A couple decades ago, she wasn't married, so she needed her father's consent. Oh. Um, so this husband thing, which is so infuriating, um, this it's not a law, but it can be policy. So in the 70s, uh, uh. some states, including Georgia, North Carolina, Virginia, the good old trio, oh. um, did require or allowed hospitals to require spousal consent for procedures. But by the end of the 70s, this requirement had been challenged by a bunch of court cases. It didn't ever make it to the Supreme Court, so that it's not completely resolved. So it kind of still lingers out there. Mm. Um, also, check this out. Okay, this is from, I think, Time Magazine article on oh this. Boy. Throughout the 1970s, U.S. doctors followed what it's colloquially... Colloquially? I love it. <laughs> love You're it. doing great. Colloquially <laughs> called the 120 rule, under which a woman could not be sterilized until her age 
multiplied by her number of children totaled 120. So, for example, a 30-year-old patient wouldn't be eligible for sterilization unless she had four children. Ah! That That rule is no longer used today, but some doctors remain skittish about sterilizing young patients who already don't have children. Oh and then think God. about the 70s. Who the 70s was like women's live, right, birth right. control pill. So I, I'm sure it was just like be- because of shit like do? this. Yes. Well, and then and oh is it because of lawsuits God. or is it truly just because they put so much weight on like motherhood? What do you mean? Like, are they so um, nervous to potentially give someone a procedure that they'll regret later yeah, because they I could be know. sued? I, I don't know. Population That's, control. So I think yes. I I do so. I was someone there. I do think that there is this risk of regret and people suing a doctor that could be a thing. But you've got to imagine that they sign documents, right? Right, Exactly. And they're told about their issues. It's elective. And if you are like, you can still have a baby. Like, you know what I mean? So I really just think it's, it's a paternalistic, like, yeah, don't not believing women. Um, Uh. So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, it's wow. it's outrageous. Um, the one twenty one twenty rule. So yeah. So now I hate one twenty for two reasons. What's one twenty? One twenty is like like a desired weight. Like they're just Ew. like that's just always been that like number that like Ew. you know I anywho that's always been in my head from like a young teen and now also this. Ugh. So one twenty, go fuck yourself. You're dead to me. One twenty. <laughs> <laughs> 119, 121. I'm not even saying it anymore. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think oh what else is 120. What else is, is there like a highway 120 or something? Probably. Yeah. I think it goes through the Sierras. Get out of here. Probably goes through Georgia, North Carolina, and Virginia. <laughs> um, wow. So meanwhile, Jesus as this is all happening and, and people are sharing their stories, especially now, especially that people are going to their doctors mm. um, and, and then sharing their stories about the resistance from medical professionals. Um, they're sharing these stories. Men and sperm producers are chiming in to be like, huh, I went in. No problem. Had the procedure in 30 minutes. Right. One person wrote on Reddit how it took a female friend of his eight years to get her tubes tied. But he wrote, it took me at 30 years old, married with no children, a total of 30 minutes combined talking to my GP and my urologist to get approved for a vasectomy. Jesus. And so you're saying, so how reversible is tubal ligation? It's so it is reversible. It's a little bit more. Oh, int- I really think that's like not common. Knowledge. Yeah, agree. Yeah. I yeah. think of all of them as as irreversible yeah. or permanent. I mean, yeah. they say between wow. 50 and 80 percent can get pregnant. I think it's it's depending it may be depending on if you get cauterized or tied sure. yeah i'm sure it's invasive and i think even after that you still got to watch out for ectopics right like, sure. yeah so but you so can still do IVF. Le- it's less reversible than a vasectomy yes. but it's still reversible yes. Yeah. Yes. yes wow um but by the way when you guys also asked about lawsuits about like so i had googled that too because i was like why are people mad are they like mad? have there been like some high profile lawsuits yeah. and the only lawsuits i found because i there are tubal ligation litigation yes. articles wow it's about people who got pregnant after having their oh, test tied oh i see and saying that was medical malpractice you right. didn't do it good enough right. yeah and people some people have won cases yeah the, the wow. proving that their doctor didn't didn't remove enough or yeah. didn't do or it Or I would well imagine enough. it would be like forced sterilization. Yeah. Like that is a whole other Right. Story. That's a yeah. whole other thing. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. And this, I think of like you, you, you can't have your tubes tied until you've had a kid. Right. It's that same like it, reeking attitude of like, 
I had to pay my student loans off, so you have to pay your student yes. loans. It's that same like the, I went through it. You have. Yeah. To, we all have to go through yeah. it. It's the expectation that if you have a uterus, you you owe the planet mm, yes. a child. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. And like, that this is my payment to, for being alive. Yeah. Is a child that and I th- therefore have to that I have to raise. Yes. <laughs> and that you're a chalice and a vessel, but also like you're naive. Like, yes. oh, you don't understand. You are definitely going to want this. I know better than you. Yeah. Like, and also, <laughs> then that, and then when the child is born, suddenly we do have mother's intuition and, and lawmakers are always right. touting mother's intuition of why they shouldn't demand that businesses cater to moms. Like, well, if you... It, it, moms know whether or not to work in, uh, for an employer oh, yeah. that treats them shitty. It's like, oh, so we have mother's intuition oh. the minute we pump out a baby, but before that, we don't? When like, we're fuck off. Sleep addled... Wait... Sleep deprived. Deprived. Yeah. And uh, milk addled. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a mother. <laughs> so it's just, I mean, I know that sadly some of these OBGYNs are women, but it's just like this, this system was created by cis men. Yeah. And they just don't understand how young, like kids who were assigned female at birth, socialized female get intrinsically like you are going to be a mom. We're right. training you how to be a mom. Right. Like, I mean, now finally there are like boys that have baby dolls, but like mm. I'm talking like two years old. Right. We're giving yeah. like right. dolls and strollers. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. just, to, just yep. to, all of it. Just today, B and I went around the block. She pushed Elmo down. She really yeah. wanted to. I mean, it's adorable. She really of like, course. Lo- wants and to be, luckily, she wants to be like her mommy. Yeah. And luckily now I think, we're all doing a much better job of just like kids really like helping littler kids. Yeah. Like that is yeah. like yeah. A, a common thing. That's yeah. really sweet. Yeah. But like, I don't think people understand how early we are all socialized yes. to be parents. Right. hundred percent. Right. It's wild. Yeah. Like, we don't especially think about it. like uterus, like yes. little, yes. little babies yes. with uterus. Yes. I mean, Again, I, I see B. She's like, try, she wants to change her baby doll's diaper. She's wiping um, Elmo's vulva. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is, sure. Which is our next album, Elmo. <laughs> Elmo. Um, and it's adorable. And I'm like, I wonder if she, if I had a boy, if he'd be doing that too. Yeah, I would like right. to, really interesting. I would like yeah. to think that he would be because she's just copying what yeah. everyone around her does yeah, all right. day to her, which the is wipe her vulva and push right. her in a stroller. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like. We are totally socialized for that. Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to quote um, it, uh, a Vice article. There's a woman named, a health law attorney named Arielle Tuscargi. Um, she says, people have so many opinions about women choosing to reproduce or not. And I think physicians in the position to make that decision are hesitant <laughs> because they think a woman might regret it later. And that comes down to, we don't trust you. We don't trust women to make choices for themselves. Which is what we've been saying. That felt like slam poetry and I was very into it. I know. (laughs) Physicians have the position to make that decision. Ah. (laughs) Um, And so because of all of this nonsense, or as I like to call it, nonsense. Nice. Man man nonsense. It's monsense. Oh, I kind of think you're going with like mons. Oh, like pubic mons. Mons, yeah. Yeah. No, this is man sense. It's like man sense, but nonsense. Yeah, absolutely. No, it It works perfectly. It really did work for me. Because of all of this nonsense, nonsense <laughs> people on a specific, there's, there's a Reddit thread called Child Free, which is where I did a lot of this research mm. and stuff. Oh, so on that, that Reddit subreddit, um, 
there's a, a Google doc going around that I've seen pop up a lot of people sharing doctors that did give them tubal ligations mm. without any hesitant or any whatever uh, trial and tribulations. Yeah. So this list of docs going around, we can share it. You can Google it. But I will say like it's 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 crowdsourced. I guess there's been reports of some people being like, act, like it's not maybe totally accurate and it's not comprehensive. Mm-hmm. Um and I did see a TikTok of a doctor who commented on that Google Doc going around that says, okay, you know, some like he's like, yes, yes, yes. I know that it has like baggage. Doctors are asking women, they're they're being really paternalistic and stuff, but like we do have to ask basic questions. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, are you sure? <laughs> do you understand that if you do get pregnancy, there will be a risk pregnant, there will be a risk mm-hmm. of an ectopic. Like there are things that doctors do have to go through with you just as they would an appendectomy or sure. whatever else. So like if you are considering a tubal ligation, don't freak out that you are being asked how old you are if you're married, whatever. I mean, these are just questions the doctor and also because there is a history of forced sterilization. Right that they want to make sure you're not being coerced into this. Yeah. So just, you know, a little bit of both. A little bit of, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also wonder if there's, like, a history of partners pressuring people into this. Like, because so often when I, uh, like, go to a new OBGYN, mm-hmm. uh, I'll get the questioning of, like, uh, what's your relationship status? Are you safe at home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you safe at home? Yeah. But really, though, are you safe Are you wearing home? a wire? Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wow, they really do their due diligence every time. That's great. And so I wonder if they also do some of that. Yeah. To be like, yeah. what is your reasoning yeah. to suss that out? But it's, I mean, I guess I, I'm more trustworthy of doctors in the Bay Area, which is probably BS. Like, I'm sure there's plenty of Shitty stupid doc, yeah. shit going on here, too. But I guess it's, you know, questions are good. It's good to ask questions yeah. as a doctor. Okay, so let's digest all that. Okay. Um, shittiness, shitty mm-hmm. history, complicated baggage. Honestly, shitty the crazy, doctors. I mean, you've said a lot of crazy things. The craziest thing is that it's reversible. <laughs> I really didn't think that yeah, it was now reversible. Now I'm Googling, like, is it? Because now you're freaking me out that I got that wrong. Well, no, I think you're, I mean, you said 50 to 80% effective after the fact. One what? of my questions, like, if they managed to make vasectomy so easily reversible, yeah. why couldn't they have figured mm, right, out? Right, exactly. Like, what's the big difference in that um, machinery, in, that, mm. in the so mechanism? let me just read what WebMD says about this right now. So, yes, there is tubal reversal su- surgery. So they'll take doctor will take into account a lot of things, including your age, the type of surgery you had to get your tubes tied, your overall health and the health of all your parts. Um, your doctor will also ask you questions like, were you ever pregnant? Was it healthy pregnancy? Have you had endometriosis, fibroids, um, other gynecological disorders? Um, in general, tubal re- reversal could be right for you if you had only parts of your tubes removed or if your tubes were closed with rings or clips. Mm. Okay. Some surgeons say the best candidate for tubal reversal are women younger than 40 who had their tubes tied right after childbirth for whatever reason. Okay. Um, so yeah, it is. Yeah. And this, so it looks like it is, a place you do stay overnight for the surgery, which I remember reading. So it is a little bit more like Mm -hmm. of a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So it's reversible. Yeah. I didn't know that either going in. I really didn't. But again, if you take your tubes all out, it's they're gone. But like, there's gotta be a a patriarchal reason why that is not common knowledge. Mm. That's so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, we didn't know a lot going into the show, but I'm yeah. surprised that, like, we yeah. really didn't know that. Agreed. Especially Meg. I mean, for me, what, I mean, please, thank you. Well, because, like, 
Yeah, I mean, I also was just most familiar with it just because my mom had it. Oh, right, I was going to yeah. ask you about that. What do you know about your mom's? All I know is uh, uh, after the twins, I think like it was a couple months later maybe, and I I was so young, but I just remember mom was in bed recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was just, you know, she was like, I have five kids. <laughs> and so she was d- ready to be d- done. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't know why dad didn't go to vasectomy, no, but dad, um, right, dad, right, or, you write a poem dad, dad famously that? doesn't listen to the podcast, so <laughs> dad. Um, but uh, but yeah, and so I think that was just the yeah. easiest. Much like you know, she got five kids. She can't just be like, oh, and now my alarm going off to remember yeah, to take exactly. my pill because my mornings are the same right, every right, day. Exactly. So let's just, before we go on, because there's another roadblock that people often come up against, which is right up our alley as the podcast. Great. To talk about. But let's just play a game I like to call Fuck Off Doctor. Oh, great. Um, I'll be the doctor. Okay. And you guys refute what I'm saying. Okay. um, uh, Meg Hayes, I'll start with you. Tell me you want to get your tubes tied. Um, Doctor, I would like to get my tubes tied. But you don't have kids yet. Yeah, I don't want children. Thank you. That's thank you. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> we could keep going back and forth, but I just wanted to like spitball like what you can say back yeah. to your doctor. Yeah, like oh, yes. you don't need children right. to know you're a teacher. You can be yeah. like, I don't need children to yeah. know. I don't want children. Mm. If you didn't want children. <laughs> um, Meg, T, can Ready. you please ask me? Please. Oh, um, uh, hi. Yes. Hello, Dr. Elston. Um, uh, I, I just, I've, I, I think it's time for me to consider tubal ligation. Can you just, well, have you just considered taking birth control? Um, I have. So here's the thing is that um, I have like migraine auras. Mm. It's actually like a thing. Mm, mm. Um, also, go fuck yourself. Meg Hayes, um, can we just wait till you're a little older before we go through with this procedure? Um, I've known that I didn't want to have kids for a long time. Mm-hmm. But what if you regret it? Then I'll do IVF or I'll adopt. <sighs> Brilliant. Uh, That's exactly what I have written in my uh, notes. Yeah. That is a hard one, though. Yeah. Like, wait till you're older. I, yeah. That was hard. I, I wanted yeah. to be like, I'm 36. But also, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I'm trying to imagine, like, a 27-year-old. Yeah. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, Meg Trowbridge, mm. um, have you just considered not, pro- not having sex? Never once in my life. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Can I speak to your supervisor? <laughs> um, that's amazing. Um, uh, Can I speak to your mom? <laughs> I need your, your parents in here right now. That's offensive. Another thing I would like to say, these guys did a great job. Um, Thank playing you. Let, uh, fuck off, doctor. Um, also, pregnancy can be a health risk. Like, yeah, yeah. It's one of the, like, that's yeah. something that Kevin has talked about when we were, like, deciding to try. He's like, he read it once, when he was 27, he was a big New Yorker reader and mm-hmm. he read like a 15 page article about how it's one of the most dangerous things people put themselves through. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's like held on to that. And I think oh. that was part of the reason why he was like, let's just like wait until like we feel really good about it, you know? Cause I think it really scared him. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's so risky. It's so risky. So we'll come back to, let me just cover one more let me just cover one more section and then we will get back to kind of tips and tricks for people that are uh, require or, you know, desiring a tubal ligation and how to actually like defend themselves against shitty doctors. Mm. But first, I want to talk about another roadblock that people often come across when 
yearning for their tubes tied. Um, and that roadblock is Catholic hospitals. Oh. Y'all, we could do a whole episode on this and I think oh, no kidding the titles I think I'm I, I'm knocking around in my noggin are <laughs> how Catholic churches continue to get up in our business or why mm. is the Pope so obsessed with my vagina <laughs> great our lady of it. perpetual fuckery yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing St. Mary's um clo- closed up shop for for no more <laughs> things happening in my body nailed it <laughs> nailed it nailed it <laughs> So Catholic hospitals can and do and are allowed to refuse tubal ligations. Um, there wow. are countless stories of people asking to get their tubes tied after birth, um, only to realize that the hospital they're delivering in is a Catholic hospital. Oh. And um, the doctor that they're with might not be Catholic, but they're affiliated with this hospital. And so they don't want to like switch doctors because they built a relationship with this doctor, but right. they happen to be delivering in a hospital that won't tie your tubes after your birth. Um, That's so crazy. So y'all, I don't know if y'all know this, but <laughs> one in six hospital patients in the U.S. is now treated in a Catholic facility. No. Wow. And they make it really hard for you to find out they're Catholic. Wow. The New York Times did a whole expose on this, and like they found out that like it's buried deep in their website. <gasps> it's not listed anywhere. Um, yeah, it really sucks. They also deny euthanasias and abortions at these hospitals. Wow. I mean, okay. Because, so, but... They might also, sorry, they also might, it's unclear if they deny vasectomies. I've heard some people being mm. like, you didn't deny my husband's vasectomy at that same hospital, but other places are like, we don't do anything like that. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, it makes me wonder, are there that many Catholic doctors? Or are that's there a just, good question. Right? Or do yeah. you just get your residency where you get it, right? That's a good question. Again, we should do this episode next yeah. season. Well, Marita Hayes was giving me an earful. She's like, you guys need to do an episode about these pharmacists that mm. are accusing people yes. of birth control yes. and condoms yes. right? and all this shit Fucking based on their religious beliefs. Not even pharmacists, but like registered. Yeah, like like people behind the register. Yeah, it's bullshit. Being like, I can't sell you these condoms, then you shouldn't work at a Walgreens. Yeah. You're fired. Yeah. <laughs> like, if we have citizens arrest, we should be able to be like, I'm a citizen and you're fired. <laughs> I'm a pharmacist arrester. <laughs> um, Get out of here. It's also so crazy to me that, like, Catholic hospitals deny these procedures, but, like, do... You know, rem- like surgeries to amputate, or like you sure, know what I mean. Yeah. Anything else that like plays none God, of it makes yes, sense. right. Like, none of it makes sense. It's such bullshit. It's picking and choosing. So, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of. There was a woman out of Michigan who sued um, and got the ACLU involved um, because her doctor advised her to get a tubal ligation because her bladder and uterus were fusing together. Oh, and it was discovered during the delivery of her second child. So while she was pregnant with her third, the doctor said, you know, while we're delivering, let's, let's tie them together. Wow. But, um, her hospital adopted a policy of not performing that procedure. So, um, she called it, the patient called it discriminatory and hypocritical and infringing on her rights. Um, she also questioned why the directive didn't also include vasectomies. Mm-hmm. So I guess it didn't include vasectomies. And for her, it was like, I don't want to go through a whole other doctor. I'm confident Completely. with this doctor. Um, whatever. So check if you your hospital is uh, Catholic. I think some giveaways are their names. Yeah. Mercy, Dignity, Ascension. Whoa, Dignity Health. Dignity Health is Catholic. Whoa. Shut up. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if all, like... Yeah. Outposts are, but the overriding, you know, umbrella Good is. Good to look into. Good to look into. Yeah, so in the city, which one? Like St. Mary's, right next to USF. Oh. And I... That's oh, a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. So some of them are named, like, you yeah. know, 
Our Lady of Perpetual Punishment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. St. Francis of I Hate Women. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, like UCSF, I don't think so. University-based. No, I, so. yeah. I don't know about Sutter Health. Oh, I'm sure Sutter's not. Right. Because, yeah. But there is like a St. Anthony or St. Francis yes. in the Tenderloin that I think is... Oh, well, St. Luke's? St. Luke's on oh, Potrero. Damn it. Wow. Yeah, so Google it before you, you know. If your hospital is named after a saint, that's I probably guess I a good giveaway. This is the issue when, like, institutions have more rights than individuals. Yes. Because yeah. that wo- it's infringing on that woman's individual beliefs. Yes. Yeah. Right. So this is like the whole Citizens United bullshit. Yes. It's like corporations organizations, yeah. churches Religions, yeah. are treated as people right. yeah. and they're people fucking not. Yeah. Uh, okay. So hmm. to wrap up, like I said, I was going to give some tips from the child free Reddit subreddit. Um, if you do indeed desire to tie the knots, <laughs> <laughs> make it a fish. I saw Put a, a ring on them. I saw a cake. <laughs> <laughs> Burn it down. Um, So according to this thread, which if you're interested at all, if you're really like uh, don't want children and you know that this is a really good resource, there's lots of good information. But just from me reading some posts, these are some tips I got from folks who had successfully gotten their tubes tied. Do your research ahead of time. Read up. Some people suggest like bring uh, like a typed up single document with you and just be like, this is like, so you feel confident and you're not going to get like flustered by Mm -hmm. the presence of a doctor questioning you if they do. Um, And by the way, I've heard so many stories of people being like, I had no problem. Went in, got it done the next week, whatever. Um, uh, Some people say, uh, bring someone with you to the appointment, like your husband. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, remember that there is a history of husbands pressuring women or people pressuring women to get sterilized. So yeah, but some people did say having their husband in the room was a nice bouncing off point. Like mm-hmm. they just stood in the corner and they said, it's okay with me. It's the only thing he said. Mm-hmm. He didn't yeah. speak. If you have otherwise. a good partner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Invite them. Yes. If your right. partner's shitty, yeah. <laughs> leave yeah. them out. Divorce them. Yeah. I'll also get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, some people suggested get, having that doctor be a young woman. They might mm. be more uh, oh, uh, yeah, sympathetic yeah, yeah. to your cause. Yeah. yeah. Um, include or or mention that sterilization can reduce the risk of ovarian cancer. So if you have a family history of this, bring that up or just say, I don't want to have that risk of cancer. Um, If you're single, a doctor might tell you this could have been actually a question in the fuck off doctor game. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, well you might find the right partner one day. A good response to that is, okay, well that's a deal breaker for me. I would swipe left on a person that wants children. Like I don't want children. Right. Right. Um, And then, uh, and also, there's still IVF and adoption. Yes, yeah. all, that's such a good point, right? Like, um, and it's reversible. Yeah, and it's reversible. Um, yeah. If they yes. say, um, if if the doctor says, "Well, why can't your partner get a vasectomy?" You can say something like, "You know, I don't want." I don't know. Good question, Greg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a that, or maybe I don't want to make them do something they don't want to do, mm. or we want double protection. Yeah. Um, or I want to have the control because yeah. if they lie or right. something Ugh, goes wrong. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Or what if they die and then the next person I'm sleeping right. with isn't now vasectomized. Get, <laughs> now their partner to get a vasectomy. Um, uh, one person said on Reddit, you can also look the doctor dead in the eye and say, there are plenty of sperm producing people in this world. And while you are not planning, and while I am not planning on having sex with any of them, sometimes people don't ask my permission before oh, having sex. Shit. Which I thought was a really good way yes. to put it. Yes, yep. 
Y'all ever heard of rape? Rape? (laughs) Heard of it? (laughs) Um, Another person said that they told a doctor, I'm not interested in playing lab rat with my body. I don't Mm want to try IUDs or try this. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I know what I I want. I know what I want. And that's not children. Um, Some people said, you know, your doctor will ask you questions. So don't get defensive. Don't get flustered. That's just part of the job. Mm Oh, and some and one person said, if your husband does have a vasectomy, don't mention it. Ah, because then mm. they'll say like, you don't need to get your tubes yeah, tied. Your husband, right. yeah. Um, and at the end of all of this, just remember, like, if you are like IUDs, as we have found out, could be a good option. Mm-hmm. So that is something that you can also do if you're whatever. That is mm-hmm. an option if you're if you're nervous about getting your tubes tied. Um, <clears throat> so side note: while I was on Child Free subreddit, um, there is a bingo game going around oh. that people share. It's called Child, I love child bingo. Free Bingo. It's just <laughs> a thing that people, you know, they say like, oh, if you've okay. ever been told this by a family mm. member, mark it down. Oh, wow. So I just like to read some of these out because it's, con- it's called Breeder Bingo. <laughs> so, um, you know, players, uh, listeners listening at home, mark this off if you've ever been, you know, told this mm. by somebody. Um, if you've said, I don't want to have kids and then you've been told this. Um, your child could grow up to cure cancer. <laughs> what if your parents hadn't had kids? Oh, man. The only reason to get married is to have children. Oof. What about your family name? Don't uh, you want to give your parents, give your parents grandchildren? Ugh. Aren't you curious to see what they would look like? Don't you want genetic immortality? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you aren't a real adult unless you have kids. Ew. And people who don't want kids are selfish. Oh, wow. Which I think oh, is just yeah. like the grossest yes. thing in the whole world. Yeah. Agreed. There's um, so many, not so many, but there are definitely selfish people that had kids in it for a very selfish reason. Yes. Yeah. I mean, also when Dracula asked me why I didn't want genetic immortality, <laughs> um, I was like, that's a really good point, Drac. But um, <laughs> I'm finding it in other ways. Uh, <laughs> oy, 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 mainly oy. sucking blood. <laughs> so... Uh, that's my bleed search. I have a song. Wow. Yes. But I, I didn't know if you guys um, I had mean, anything you wanted to say or ask. The only thing that comes to mind is it just, you know, because certain lawmakers, you know, seem so gung-ho on not only making it impossible for us to make decisions about what to do with unwanted pregnancies, but then also make it harder for for people to access birth control. It makes me wonder if they would dare also try and come at like this procedure. Oh my God. You're probably, because yeah. like, because it, it's so confused. It's like babies at any cost, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, I mean, then it's just so transparent. Yeah. It's just, they're like, Women, uteruses are meant to have yes. babies. In yes. Them. I love what Meg Hay said. Like you are owed, a ch- you owe the yeah. planet a oh, child. Us. It's disgusting. And like, mm-hmm. again, these are probably the exact same people that, 40 years ago would have been on the side of sterilizing low-income women. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's all racist and mm-hmm. it's all yes. sexist and it's mm-hmm. all Christo, Christo-fascist mm-hmm. bullshit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want a Christian nation of Christian babies. Yep. It's disgusting. With that, Blarf. here's my song. Great. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> What a choice. (laughs) (laughs) 
So abortion's banned and things look bleak in this Christian fascist nation. And birth control is a pretty good way to prevent any fertilization. One permanent way to handle this is tubular ligation. <laughs> now I'm calling it tubular because it yeah. fit the, the, the scansion. The scansion, but it's also you. like, it's the red hot chili peppers, so like tubular. Yeah. You know, it works. It works, it works. But sometimes hospitals refuse because they're shitty denomination. <laughs> or doctors, they will gaslight you or display lots of patronization. Some <laughs> folks don't want to give birth. Got it? Tubular ligation. <laughs> mm. Need my husband to consent, wow that's misogynistic Yet y'all will go on right ahead and snip snap snip snap his dick <laughs> Stuck in a limbo But I win breeder bingo <laughs> Dream of tubular ligation So we can have safe fornication oh. It's that fucking mass castration <laughs> this country's an abomination <laughs> yes yes uh, so that's that's the bleed search oh wow. i'm riveted yeah absolutely riveted i really think we need to make a shirt that says tubular ligation yes ligation um and then another, on the back it says it's reversible yes <laughs> and then the shirt's reversible yeah. oh and on the other side of the reversible yeah. side, it says ivf and adoption are still options <laughs> and the other side of that has it, a smiley face because you gotta have at least one nice thing <laughs> I was gonna say on the other side of that, it's the um, it's the the the, the slam poem from no. that doctor. Physician <laughs> uh, of decision, physician. Anyway, yeah. physician needs the decision to make an incision. Um, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Kate, yay. That was Oof. crazy wow. enlightening. I'm so glad you liked. I It was funny because I think like at the beginning of the season, I was like, do I want to do this topic? And I think Meg T, you were like, no, I think like that was the best time to oh, do yeah. this bleed search. I was yeah. like, yeah, I guess you're right. And then it was like rabbit hole after rabbit hole after no. rabbit hole. I know. Um, yeah. So listeners, if you want to be child free, if you have had a procedure to make yourself child free, we want to hear about it. Yeah. Please yes. call our hotline 9106uterus. Email us, Instagram us, let us know. We're interested. Um, yeah. But also, if you or you, if you or someone you know or love has gotten a vasectomy, I'd love to hear mm. like that side of the story mm-hmm. and just how easy it is to just like normalize it more and empower penis to <laughs> consider it. Dude, I think my dad had one. I gotta ah. ask. Because just knowing that it's like less invasive uh easier to get reversible i mean i don't know because i i i agree i think if this is right for you as like a uh, someone with a uterus like great like go for it i just know like me recovering from the laparoscopic surgery like it took it sucked i really hope Mm -hmm. i don't have to get another Mm -hmm. laparoscopic Mm -hmm. surgery Mm -hmm. and so yeah men just have to i think like put ice packs on their junk for a day yeah 
um, didn't was did one of you say or did I read this somewhere or did I dream this that uh, vasectomies happen a lot right before like a big game like Super Bowl or something so men can just like lounge and, and put what? ice back yeah I love that oh yeah. brilliant yeah. I thought it was still good they just bone yeah, if something really good happens if they win <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, not gonna uh, get uh. a bunch of people pregnant when I'm celebrating <laughs> <laughs> okay so you didn't tell me that so maybe I dreamt it but it feels it feels right sure um, yeah we're not doctors um. <laughs> yeah famously not doctors famously. well after that incredible bleed search do we want to do a film I love taint let's do a film I love taint let's, let's do, do it. it let's, let's do, do it. it I just I thought of one on my way here okay and I felt I was gonna share it with you and then I was like oh wait I'll save it for the pod okay um I took the bus to Kate's because we are all in the same room right now Feels so good. And uh, we all just had COVID, too. It was I like mean, bing, bang, boom. It was, yes. it was kind of bing, bang, boom. It was yeah. bing, bang, boom. It so was, did we all, are we all BA5ers? Or? I, don't I think know. I was old enough to be Omicron. Okay. You were Because I was May. I was late June and you were July, mm-hmm. right? Wow. So. Wow. May, and I think July. I am now, Crazy. I think I'm officially back to like, I can get it again. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so we no really more smooching. We didn't get like six months of freedom. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was on the bus heading over here, kind of had a shitty date work, and uh, but was listening to Beyonce, mm. was like getting in the right mental headspace, and I'm on the 24, um, which is a nice bus. It cuts the Castro, uh, pretty decent vibes. I get on the bus. There's like four moms sitting together. Uh, one has a baby on her chest. Two have babies in strollers. The babies are like interacting with each other. The moms are chatting. It's just a sweet moment. I'm like, this is nice. This is nice. Like moms can do stuff together. Uh, then they get off and then the bus is kind of sitting and waiting. And I look and I realize that the bus driver is waiting because a guy who was about to get on, one of his grocery bags just broke and his groceries went everywhere. And he's like, it's okay, I'll wait. And so this guy's like gathering his groceries and he's got him in his arms and he like comes on the bus. And I was like, it's really nice that the bus driver like stopped because some of our bus drivers do not have that patience. They're like, oh, good luck. And then um, he's like holding his groceries and he puts them in the chair next to me. And he's like, ah, and I was like, I don't have a bag. Um, but then another guy has a bag. So then we all like pass the bag up and it was just like, I don't know. I was like, wow, this is like a nice day where people are being there for each other and like present and like, this is what we need to get back out in the world, out of our isolation and, and remind ourselves the good in humanity. Yes. There are people like who want to help people and just connect with strangers in a really simple way. It felt really nice. And I teared up. (laughs) I teared up in that moment. And I was like, I have emotions that filled my love tank. I'm so good. I feel mine. Um, Right at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I was sitting at my old apartment. This is like early days of quarantine. And a guy walked by and his, and I could see him outside and his grocery bag broke. Mm. And I threw down to him from my window, like (gasps) plastic bags. I love or, it. or maybe they were even reusable. I'm not yeah. sure, so but sweet. yeah, I was like, people helping people. Gonna help. Did you're I just gonna pass it on? You're crying a little bit. Right I know. <laughs> I'm fine. I've been crying all week, guys. Oh. I'm just emotional. I'm also spotty clotting. Oh boy. Like, and it's day eight. I don't know what's going on. Meg Hayes, what's filled your love tank? I think being back. Yay. Recording. It's Yay. been a long time. It has, it has been a long time. You guys. You, you guys. guys. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and my pa- being with my parents was really sweet. Mm. I gave them like an extra long hug. Oh, you know, it's nice being around them. Yeah. What's filled my love taint is the coverage that the women's Euro soccer tournament got. Nice. Um, It got, it was on ESPN, like the whole tournament. Not Um, ESPN 7. Not ESPN plus (laughs) 7 minus. Um, And I listened to one or two soccer podcasts that are so dude heavy they're so mm-hmm. white dude heavy but I, I I enjoy listening to them but they covered the euros like not even with an ounce of like nothing else to cover yeah or mm-hmm. like we're doing this out of charity or whatever yeah. they covered the year the women's euro which is for the listeners who don't know it's like all the countries in Europe play in a tournament mm-hmm. and the men have it and it's a really big deal it's like even bigger than the world cup sometimes and the women have had it for you know, years and years and years, but this is the year it kind of got a lot of traction mm-hmm. and these uh, people just covered it. Like yeah. they were just covering a tournament and it was really wonderful. And cause I'm someone who I really love soccer. I follow the men's sport a lot and I've, but I got into it because of the women's sport and because I am a woman mm-hmm. and I've always <laughs> the last couple of years been like, why don't I watch more women's soccer? Yeah. And I'm like, cause it's not on, mm-hmm. it's not yeah. on. But as soon as ESPN was playing it, I turned on like three games a day because Ugh. I just could and I worked from home mm-hmm. and I like, you know, would half watch it. I, one day I took a half day and I went to a local bar and watched a noon game, Love drank it. a beer, chatted with an Irish guy mm-hmm. and lives in my neighborhood. We chatted about Roe v. Wade. We got into it immediately and started <laughs> using lots of swear words. Ugh. It was wonderful. Um, again, just like needed that reminder that like the neighborhood and the world is full of good people. Yeah. Um, but like, I just love that I could watch this sport easily accessible and of course it's like breaking all these records like because England ended up winning and it broke all these records of like watching the sport and attendance you know all these things so it's just like a reminder that like if you play it people will watch it and people and if you cover it people are going to be interested in it and I really appreciate these dude-centric podcasts covering it and knowing about the players they knew all the Mm. players they weren't like oh number nine who uh I don't remember they had done their research yeah. and it wasn't ironically and it wasn't like out of a hat, like, oh, nice. you have to do this. It was wonderful. I really uh, appreciated that. And I also appreciate that a lot of times you'll hear people be like, oh, she's the female messy or she's yeah, the yeah, female. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't do like this, this, good, this one. Good. It's the total soccer show. If anyone's interested, they're okay. really awesome. They're a bunch of good, nice. good dudes. Um, anyway, so that filled my love tape. Love it. And cool. I went to watch the final at Kazar pub, which is like a really oh, yeah. famous pub in the, in the neighbor in San Francisco. They, they opened super early for games. This was on at like nine. So it wasn't super early, but I went for the first half and then Carl and my baby joined me uh, and we watched the end together and it was really sweet and B like had no idea what was going on, but she was clapping at the screen. You could tell she was rooting nice. for the same team. As yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was really, really fun and special and yeah. Oh, I mean, these Can both you, filled my team. There was a Brandy Chastain moment, right? Yeah, the England, the winning goal, the English player pulled off her shirt. Cool. A la Brandy Chastain in 1999. Cool. Um, it was really special. And of course, like, you go on Reddit and people are being sexist on it, but most <laughs> yeah. people are shooting him down. And, you know, it's it, it's it's really cool. It's like, yeah, just Very cool. air the sport on ESPN and people will watch it. Because I think it's just like, oh, well, no one watches it. Yeah, because it's not on, you right. dumb dick. Yep. You have to go yep. out of your way to find it. Yeah. 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 So it's so true that like the bullshit when they were like, hey, can you pay us the same as our counterparts yeah. or at least get somewhat close? And or they're like, fucking more because we fucking win. Yeah, more. because we yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. they're like, oh, no, no, it's just people aren't watching. You're like, 
Kiss well, is not what on. channel is it on? Yeah. My dad and I watched like a major golf open, like a women's mm, golf open, cool. and they're finally allowing women to play on the same courses. To what? <laughs> they weren't allowing them to play on the major courses. Why? Because their dainty wrists couldn't swing could a fuck club. up the sand. The risk, <laughs> like, the risk the to their child-bearing bodies. It was just, it was too much. Yeah. Oh my god. I know. I hate everything. I know. Um. So good taints all around. Good taints. Hey, Great everybody. Taints. Great work on your taint. <laughs> I've been using some jojoba oil. Oh, I? very nice. Congrats. <laughs> I can tell. Hoo-hoo-ba. Babe, I can tell. <laughs> well, should we, should we tell our listeners about next week? Yeah. It's uh, we got a pretty exciting episode for you next week. Uh, we may have mentioned this in past episodes this syndrome we finally are this ta- syndrome is that what it's called mrk syndrome oh i think you you the way you said it i thought this you were saying series, this season, this season. Oh, oh oh got it got you. no okay. I, I was prepping <laughs> to introduce the syndrome <laughs> that is discussed like, does she think oh, we're a disease what? is vicious cycle this a syndrome this syndrome <sighs> no but we are talking about a syndrome yes. yep yes, we're yes. talking next week we are talking mrkh syndrome with our guest Rithi Patel uh, they tell us about their experience discovering how they had it um, and what it's like to live with it and also we just have a great conversation with yeah. them this might be our first like true Gen Z guest also right oh, yes. oh right and Gen Z like in spirit in everything yes we felt like, very cool that we got to talk with them and Meg, old. <laughs> Meg did call me out that I wore my tie-dye that day <laughs> To impress them. Just to be like, I'm I'm following trends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, MRKH is when you're like missing part of or all of your uterus. Yeah. So it's such an interesting episode. Yeah. Um, and Dr. Kate makes uh, a cameo via email questions that we had for her. So yeah. if you love Dr. Kate, you're going to get a taste of her. So um, until next week, you know where to find us. We tell you every week, but we're going to tell you again. We're on Instagram, Vicious Psycho Podcast. You can call our hotline with any juicy stories you want. You know what? I'm just going to say it. It doesn't even have to be period related. Oh, no. If you got some good goss, we love goss. Did your cousin do that thing again? We want to hear about it. 9106 Uterus. Um, And, you know, as you brave this world, I just want you to remember to keep calm. And dream of tubular ligation. Our theme song was written by Meg Trowbridge and performed by The Go Ahead. Find them at thegoaheadmusic.com. And our Vicious Psycho logo was created by Katie Newman. Find her at katienewman.online.